This is Derek Moyer, and welcome to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. So welcome back to the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Hope all is well with you today. And it's, again, my great privilege. I've got Pastor Vince Gartland, all the way from Sonny Irvin, joining me today on the podcast. Vince, how are you? I'm very well, Derek. Looking forward to this time with you and the folks who are going to tune in. Great to see you, mate, over Zoom. And as we record this, our makeshift recording studios. <laughs> uh, so, been loving this uh, series of entering into rest. And uh, today, we better change a plan. John Eldridge was meant to be doing a wee interview with me, but we'll do it next week. So me and Vince are just going to talk about slow down for heaven's sake. <laughs> I'll just open up with prayer, Vince, and then just, uh, just introduce it. So, Father, we just praise you. We thank you, God, that you're promise is rest for our souls. But God, you know, through what we've been talking about, God, you told us to take your yoke. So that means we need to leave how we've been living and we need to run with your way. How do, how do we live freely and lightly? How do we tap into living at your temple? the unforced rhythm of grace. We just pray today that the people are listening, but I just pray rest over their hearts and minds. I pray your rhythm, God, is revealed. I pray, God, that they experience grace, God, your ability, your, your favour, working in them, producing in them what they can do in their own ability. We just pray that today over every person listening and we just pray grace over us. God, give us your grace. God, as we can rest and as we share, we rest in you working in and through us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So a wee recap. Uh, you know, the first week of doing this, I have a dream. And the message, I was speaking to a group of guys up at the Haven, the drug rehab uh, in Colmacolm. And I was asking God about Hebrews 3, Hebrews 4, and the the description of this promise of rest for God's people. And Hebrews 3 is explaining how God's people didn't enter into it. And it said that God was angry and he swore in his wrath they wouldn't enter in. Now, the night before I go to this uh, rehab to speak, I have this dream. And the details, personal details, but the, the the message of it all was some happened, some somebody had done something selfishly to me and only considered themselves. And I I throw all that stuff off the table in anger. And I wake up and it was really it really it really spoke to me that. This is how God feels when people are living selfishly, not considering them. Uh, doing life with them, 
Why? Why would they be angry? Well, as a father, if, if you want your children, your son, your daughter, you want them to live their best life. You want them to have mental peace, great mental health, spiritual, mental, physical health. You want them to have a full life. But if they continue not to listen to you and keep doing things that are ruining that, then that would make, make me as a parent angry. So how does God feel when his children only consider them and living life without them? Breaks his heart to see them destroy their own hearts and minds, doing their own thing. And uh, this, we message it, the, the Passion Translation in the Proverb Chapter 1, if we'd listen to him, we'd be able to live in this undisturbed peace, free from fear, confident, courageous, be able to rest unafraid, sheltered for the storms of life. But that was a condition on listening to God. And then we move on to Jesus talking about easy. His way is easy and light. That the, the way that he offers us, oh, it, it, it's another way because we he brings us out of our own way, brings us out of the yokes and the heavy burdens that we carry. And invites us to come to him to take up his yoke and walk in his ways. And he says, you'll find this rest for your souls. You'll learn how to live freely and lightly. Um, and I love this in Psalm 119. John introduced us to this at the boot camp. I run in the path of God's commands. Because he has set my heart free. And there's that sense of that, that verse that when my heart is not free, I am not free to run in, in the path of my father's instructions. I'm so trapped in my own heart and pain and rebellion and sin and disobedience. Well, that, that scripture of this is his way to live freely and lightly, to run in the path of his commands that offer my re this relief and rest and refreshment and blessed quietness for our souls. And then, and then this we sense last week, we talked about the unforced rhythms. To find this, this rhythm, this temple of God, uh, to be able to relax, trusting that his ability is working in us, making us able to do what we can do in our own ability. You know, so today we're going a wee bit further, just touching on the things. Um, and, you know, rush and hurry. I'd read a book when I was in holiday there called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And John Mark Comer beautifully points out that um, he's at his worst when he's in a, in a hurry. His kids get him uh, at his worst when he is rushing, striving, driving himself. And it just resonated so deeply with me that that, that is that <laughs> such a need to be exposed. That needs to be exposed. This moving and acting 
quickly rushing, cramming things in, no having space between things. That's when we're at our worst. Is that true for you over the years, Vince? Without a doubt, Derek. I mean, as, as I was considering this, this, this whole subject, uh, what I immediately brought to my mind was, what, what does rush and hurry do? And it it really it robs us of a peace. It, it, it creates a, a lack of concentration uh, and the ability to hear and the ability to enjoy the moment that we're in. And I was thinking back when my, my, you know, my own kids were young, and I remember very clearly coming back from a day at work, my mind's full of all sorts of things, all, all the discussions, the conversations I'd had, the decisions I'd made that day. So I was not in a place where I could hear about my wife's day. And when the kids were all young, rushing in, dad's home, uh, and and hearing from them, hearing about their day, my mind was so taken up with all my own stuff that I simply could not hear them. And that that that's quite sad if that's how we live our lives. And today, uh, you know, I've been retired now 10 years, and things are much faster now. And there's more of a need, Derek, I believe, to really understand the need uh, to to allow ourselves, to be kind to ourselves, to give ourselves space and time to allow us to enjoy those moments, to be in the moment. I mean, is it any wonder that, uh, that God says uh, uh, in, in Psalm 46, be still and know? Be still and know. You know, to have that time to, if I had taken time out in my rush home back then, if I'd taken time to pull down to a lay-by and just allow myself to just get back to a normal rhythm of life, then I would have been in a much better place when Sophie was greeting me at the door eh, to be able to hear what she had to say and my kids, and not be caught up in what had happened to us before. I'm going to quote this. Uh, this is a book written nearly 100 years ago. Uh, mm. Author is Norman Vincent Peale. And he's talking about the unhealthy uh, pace of life. Now, this is 100 years ago. Mm. No smartphones, no email, no 24-7 beeps for notif notifications with news. And he's writing, our energies are destroyed because of the high tempo, the abnormal pace at which we're living our lives. That's profound, that statement. Our, our energies, our minds, our, our, our balance, is destroyed because of the high tempo. He's talking about, you know, the conservation, the sustain, the, the ability to sustain our energy depends upon us, us getting our personality speed synchronised with the rate of God's movement. You know, and, and it, see this nowadays, this, just to hear that, it's so 
counter-cultural. Because you're you're going, eh? I mean, everything's about rush, speed, speed, instant notification. Instant, you, buy, you can do that many things, you know, just the click of a button. But people are destroying their own hearts and minds by living at a pace like that. If you're going at one rate, he says, and God at another, you're literally tearing yourself apart. I love this wee quote. Though the mills of God grind slowly, yet they grind exceedingly small. He says the mills of most of us grind very rapidly. And so they grind very poorly. When we become attuned to God's rhythm, we develop a normal tempo within ourselves and energy flows freely. So the point of that to me, when you're just reading somebody who's writing that prior to the madness that we live in, prior, prior to the culture that uh, John introduced, John Eldridge introduced me to the book, uh, The Shallows, to the guy Nicholas Carr, and, and he's writing about, as an academic, he's writing about what the internet is doing to our brains now. People don't have take the time to think because you click, you swipe, you press a button, and everything is so, so, uh, you know, speeded up. Everything is so quick and hurried. We instantly want this done. We just click a button and it's all done in the next day. There's no time for your soul to actually catch up. You know, this this is unnecessary haste, excessive speed and urgency of action. Uh, and what, what this author's writing about there, to me, is so needing exposed and our... And, just having conversations about it in our lives, the slavery that we have to technology, the slavery we had to this one thing after the next. What is it doing, Vince? When, you, when, I, when I read that there, he's writing 100 years ago. It's destroying our energy. It's tearing us apart by no going at God's speed. What's your thoughts on that? Well, Derry, just uh, listening to that, to those few words, you know, from that author, you know, the whole thing rings true because <clears throat> there's something unnatural about the way our society is developing. Um, we live in an instant world and we've lost the ability to have patience to wait on anything. You know, if I feel like, I mean, it, it used to be, I remember my father buying a new car and he would take months over that decision. You know, he would go around all the showrooms, he would test drive a few cars. What do we do? We go online and the click of a bit and sync or all these other websites. We can choose a car and it can be delivered to our door within 24 hours. It's a manic piece uh, that we live in, and that's only one small example. 
of that. But then, you know, I was thinking about, as I thought about this earlier on in our telephone conversation, Derek, you know, when you look at this, you can't help but look at what nature shows us. And the the rhythm of life that, that God has created, he shows us. I mean, I watch the swallows, you know, and the swallows are diving about, they're ducking and diving, they're playing in the air. They're taking time to play, to just enjoy life. And more and more and more, that that ability, that time, that time set aside just to enjoy life has been robbed from us. And um, yeah, so we 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 now live in this really fast pace. And you know, if you bring that down to a human level, you know, living like that in our home lives with screens and all the rest of it that we have around us, the technology, the media, 24-hour news. And, I mean, believe me, I'm a work in progress for all this stuff because, you know, I can easily get caught up in it. You know, when, when the war started in Ukraine, I was on the I was on the box all the time, wanting to know the latest updates from Kiev. Uh, but... You know, that way, if you bring that into home life and you bring that into relationships, how sad is that when there is literally no time for intimacy and just enjoying being with each other? You know, we all have pictures from the past, uh, uh, Derek. You know, we see things, you know, from old movies. And it portrays a time, even you go back to the 1950s, it's not that long ago. And that that sense of family, that sense of a slower pace of life existed then. And I think if we're honest with each other, there's a longing within us all for that, for that again. Yeah. But it's, you know, when we live in this, this is the world that we live in. We're not living in 1950, we're living in 2023. So it's difficult to achieve that. But I know within myself that I have a longing for that. And, you know, especially, you know, since we've been exposed to John Eldridge's teaching and and really growing in that and being fathered by God and all the other things that we've done uh, together, you know, to that you, you, you start to understand the importance of, of, of that time, that space, that area of your life that is just to be intimate. First and foremost with God, taking those quiet times to allow God to speak. Because my, if my ability is restricted by my business to hear what my wife has to say, what my children has to say, the truest, the, the same truth applies to a relationship with God. We lose our intimacy and we lose our ability to hear what he wants to say to us. Yeah. And I think that that's one thing that I was, when I was away in holiday there, uh, in, in the rest, because it's no hard to s- slow down when your days are just filled with rest, you know, mm-hmm. intentional, separate, separated days, to rest and recover 
And one of the things that came into my heart when I was lying down was some of the frustrations I've had with, with relationships is to do with intimacy. And you mentioned it there. Yeah. Because when we're too busy, you know, it's, you can't get close to people. Because you, you're, no, you're, you're losing that, what fellowship really means, deep and intimate participation. Mm. When, when, you're, when your life, but at the beginning of lockdown, I felt inside uh, to, I got this sense, came, came for, obviously came for God. It was about Exodus chapter 18 when Jephro, Moses' father-in-law, uh, intervenes because Moses is overloaded with too much concern and basically said, listen, you need to delegate. You need, mm. to, you need to stop spreading yourself so thin and concentrate on this on this smaller number of responsibilities. And I, I felt that this was a rescue for me because God was saying, your soul cannot cope with that many superficial connections. Get onto Facebook, doing all these talks. You know, you're not actually intimate with the people. You're not walking with them. You'd be better focusing on the few rather than the many that you're actually doing life with. There's, there's, there's real intimacy there's real growth, and what we what we are experienced with the band of brothers that we walk with is that's what our priority is: intimacy and accountability. Because we can speak, we can do the hundreds of great things, but see if our hearts are we're tearing ourselves to apart while we're doing them. Is it really successful? Obviously, it's no. We know it's not for the experience, and that's what Moses' father-in-law was saying to him. You're tearing yourself apart here with too much demands on you. Yes, we can be driven by the need to prove ourselves, the need to, you know, to to build something and look like the 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 you know this this success, whatever that looks like. Hmm. But I think as I, as I read John Mark Comer, it reminded me of Jerry Maguire. Yeah. And in the movie Jerry Maguire, he basically he simplified his life. He, he, he stripped away all the phony, superficial stuff to actually focus more on the individuals and have intimacy with individuals, care for the individuals, relationships, true relationship. And to me, that's what we sacrifice when we're, we're so busy with so many things you're actually, to me, it's like you can have 25,000 followers telling you how great you are, but nobody really knows you. Nobody's really walking with you. Nobody's really close to you. And to me, that's a tragedy. I would rather be close and it be real because I believe that actually the, 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 the satisfaction, the fulfillment, of these, those real relationships will produce far more than the superficial ones will. And it's not just for the other person, it's personal, it's, it's, it works both ways. Because that intimacy and accountability will mean that we keep our hearts right with our families, our wives, our husbands, our, our children. And then we'll have a true, it'll, it, 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 our, our, our public life will match up with our personal life. No, 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 that's public persona that's not true when the door gets shut. So, yeah. you know, so that, that was a, that was an important point. 
Vincent. I think that 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 movie, uh, Derek, is an amazing movie. So many levels, and the personality of, uh, is, he, is it Jerry Maguire? Jerry yeah, Maguire, aye. Yeah, that personality, and, and the moment that sticks in my mind is when his player's been seriously injured, and you see how much of his own humanity had been robbed of through his own business. He saw this player as a commodity. There was there was no intimacy. And then that wee boy, his son, the, the player's son, really called him out. Yeah, totally. And that was that was the moment of breakthrough for Jerry Maguire, wasn't it? it was. He really realized what have I become? Exactly. And yeah. one Mark Comer in his book, he's a mega church pastor mm-hmm. who's who is basically saying, listen. My measuring rod for success was all wrong. How many followers, how many folk in my church, how great, how qualified I looked and sounded. He goes, but really when he when it when he started reevaluating, is this what church was about? People come to hear me talking and go away. There was no intimacy, no real growth, no real depth. And uh, you know, it, it touched on what me and you have experienced over the last years when God has spoken clearly to you to say, what's your idea of church? Because he was interested in actually getting somewhere and actually yeah. helping us think more about what well, what is this? What is this set up to do? What was Jesus' modeling? He was modeling a way, teaching them the way apprentice, you know, apprenticing these followers to be to 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 not just know the truth, but to to know the way and the truth and the life, to live the life, to know the truth. And to walk in the way, you know, and uh, so to me that was that was really important, and and I think the ability to slow down. I can't enter into this rest, this this being present, as you said there, being able to come into my home, and not be under this constant, you know, demand. Um. So as as you said, just one wee thing I've uh, over the years I've practiced and I've developed in it. Got it for my my you know some of it for a wee devotional, but I got it for people that I was I was on an island with, and I noticed this guy he rested after his practices. He he deliberately laid down. I've never had never seen it, only for five to seven minutes. Mm. Never seen MD demonstrate that, but that's what that guy was doing. He was resting and praying in between each task. So my wee devotional says that. So I, I declared that. I was affirming that, calling that things that be not as though they were for years because it was this, uh, the need to confess where you're going to it. You know, and, and that that is such an important thing to slow down, to take that five minutes in the car, to to take that breath and pause in between the meeting and the next meeting and the next phone call and the next, you know, because if I don't cultivate this kind of life, then I'm, I'm sacrificing the intimacy with God. I'm sac- I'm, I'm just dri- driving my body through all those demands and activities when actually my soul's, my soul's in the background going, wait a minute, I never signed up for this. Um, so, 
and in your share the advantage? No, I, I think I, I think we've covered all that we wanted to say, Derek. You know, the, the last the last words was you know in the uh, the words of author uh, uh, Morgan Snyder. Mm. It really says it all, doesn't it? That phrase in the in that book, uh, becoming a king, that business is the enemy of intimacy. And uh, I, I was reading, I was reading a few pages of that before we came on here, and it was that, it was that that, that really struck me. It's, it encapsulated everything that I felt that we want to achieve today. You know, for for uh, for all the listeners, for ourselves, for that knowledge to understand that that you know what is at stake here. Mm. You know, with the business of life. That we we lose the intimacy in all our relationships, yeah. and especially and especially with God, that would be a tragedy. Right. Yeah. I'm, so I'll just close with prayer, and and praying specifically around that. That that you know, if you can relate with what's been said today regarding how we actually tear our own selves, our souls apart. By no living at God's temple, destroying our intimacy, destroying an intimacy with others because of the temple we're living at, the pace, the abnormal pace, the demands that we continue to strive towards, driving ourselves for what, what, what what's what, ultimately, you know, what is it going to produce? So, Father, I just pray. Everyone listening, God, we know that intimacy comes by walking at your pace and finding that place of learning the unforced rhythms of your grace, learning them, being trained in them, asking to be taught, being humble enough to be teachable around it, to, to, to uh, you know, recognise that am I trusting or am I trying? Am I trusting in your strength working through me? Or am I trying so hard to prove myself, trying so hard to, you know, be something? God, I just pray, help everyone is see God with new eyes. Help us receive things that we've not been able to receive before. Because as Vince said, God, intimacy is at stake. That intimacy with you that, that makes life so full and abundant and free and easy and light. God, to be dogpiled with busyness and, and this rushing and hurrying and cramming our soul so full that we just we just only present, only present to, to God, to ourselves, to others, and then we lose the things that matter most. So God, we just pray, God, help, help us this day to slow down for heaven's sake. <laughs> Both yeah. ways, for heaven's sake and for real, for really for heaven's sake. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.
This has been the Freedom Fighter Podcast. Thanks for listening, everybody. If you want to connect with our services or you want more info or details about upcoming events, connect with us online at www.freedomfighter.life or drop us an email at info at freedomfighters.life. Till next time, God bless you.